Today is the feast of St. Louis of France. Now, this is not the not our, our Louis de Montfort. This is uh, who Louis de Montfort's parents named him after. St. Louis, the King of France. He became king when he was 12 years old. His mother told him, son, I'd rather have you die than commit a single mortal sin. So this young king was a man of faith. He went to daily mass. He prayed the entire divine office. A lot of people in his court would criticize him. You're spending way too much time at the church and not enough time governing your kingdom. St. Louis would be like, hey, if I spent all that time hunting and in amusements, you'd say nothing. Hush up. By the time he was 20 years old, he fell in love and married a 13-year-old woman. And they had 11 children together. And St. Louis diligently instructed these 11 children in the Catholic faith. He was known to uh, hang out with the poor folks. He was often known to uh, share the royal table with them. He'd eat leftovers after the poor had eaten. He was a good Catholic king. He lived his faith. He didn't force anybody to become Catholic, but he would not tolerate things like working on Sunday in his kingdom. He wouldn't tolerate the Lord's name being taken in vain in his kingdom. It was illegal to do that in his kingdom. St. Louis, the king of France. We're going to do one verse from the epistle today. St. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians. He says, And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God. See, Jesus gave the deposit of faith to the apostles, and the apostles handed on to us. How did they hand it on? through sacred tradition, orally. They handed it on orally. It's the Word of God. Some of that sacred tradition got written down, and it's called sacred scripture. As a whole, you can call it the deposit of faith. Jesus, Jesus gives it to the apostles. The apostles pass it on to us. And that's what we believe and live. Now, you've got a lot of modernists in the church today that want to add to the deposit of faith. They add things that Jesus did not teach the apostles. Like, for example, there's this nutcase Jesuit called Karl Rahner, who taught this funky thing called the uh, fundamental option. And this trash has went all over Catholic universities and seminaries. The fundamental options, this, this lie that comes from the pits of hell, this is what it's about. Fundamental option says everybody makes a fundamental option, a choice for God or against God. And once you make the choice for God, you're saved. So you could die in the arms of a prostitute and go straight to heaven because you've fundamentally chosen the option for God. It gets people to live, live and die in unrepented, unconfessed mortal sin. This is modernism. This is what permeates the church. It is not of the deposit of faith. It must be rejected. On to the Gospel. Jesus speaks, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within they are full of dead men's bones 
and all uncleanliness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and inequity. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets, and adorn the monuments of the righteous, saying, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part in them in the shedding of the blood of the prophets. Thus you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murder the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Okay, let's apply this meat. Let's apply this reading to the modernism in the church today. You could paraphrase it like this. Woe to you modernist Catholics, you hypocrites. You're like whitewashed tombs, outwardly appearing beautiful, but within are full of dead men bones and uncleanliness. And uncleanliness is mortal sin, unconfessed, unrepented mortal sin. So you also appear righteous to men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and inequity. Again, that unconfessed, unrepented mortal sin due to the modernism lies that say, hey, you're just saved. Just believe on the Lord and you're saved. It's a lie. You have to obey. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Again, you got unrepented, unconfessed mortal sin because you're buying into this, into this uh, modernism garbage. You're going to die in that state. You're going to go to hell. Nobody gets into heaven without sanctifying grace in their soul. Sanctifying grace is gotten through the sacraments. It's maintained through a life of prayer. There is no fundamental option. It's a lie from the pits of hell. Modernism is a lie. Cling to the deposit of faith, what Jesus gave to the apostles, and what they in turn pass on to us. It never changes. All right, Baltimore Catechism. This is a great source to eat up the deposit of faith that Jesus gave to the apostles and the apostles hand on to us. What is confirmation? Confirmation is a sacrament through which we receive the Holy Spirit to make us strong and perfect Christians and soldiers of Jesus. Who administers confirmation? The bishop is the ordinary minister of confirmation. How does the bishop give confirmation? The bishop extends his hands over those who are to be confirmed, prays that they may receive the Holy Spirit, and anoints the forehead of each with holy chrism in the form of a cross. What is holy chrism? Holy chrism is a mixture of olive oil and balm consecrated by the bishop. In anointing the person, the bishop says, I sign thee with the sign of the cross. I confirm thee with the chrism of salvation in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. What is meant by the anointing of the forehead with chrism in the form of cross? Answer, that a Christian who is confirmed must openly profess and practice his faith. Never be ashamed of it and rather die than deny it. Why does the bishop give the person he confirms a slight blow on the cheek? 
Answer, to put him in mind that he must be ready to suffer everything, even death, for the sake of Jesus. To receive worldly confirmation, is it necessary to be in the state of sanctifying grace? Answer, yes. What special preparation should be made to receive confirmation? It says, persons of the age to learn should know the chief mysteries of faith. You find that in the Baltimore Catechism. And the duties of a Christian. And be instructed in the nature and effects of this sacrament. And finally, it says, it is a sin to neglect confirmation, especially in these evil days, when faith and morals are exposed to so much and such violent temptations. <laughs>